Welcome to the Just Ask Mom podcast, where mothers share their experiences of raising children with mental illness. Just Ask Mom is a Mothers on the Frontline production. Today we will speak with Emily, a mother of a son with Tourette's Syndrome, living in Iowa. Well, I was wondering if you could just start by telling us a little about yourself. Sure, my name is Emily, and I'm a wife and a mom of two kids. I have a daughter who's seven, and I have a son who's nine. And my nine-year-old son has Tourette's syndrome. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological condition that causes a variety of motor and vocal tics. So in my son's case, he has um, a coughing tic, blinks his eyes, will have shoulder raises and that kind of thing. So we have just had the diagnosis for a couple of years, so we're sort of new to all of this. But um, he is a joy in our family, and we are just really learning how to best care and best parent him. Awesome. So as before we get started, I'm just going to ask you to step back for a moment. Tell us a little bit about you, either before mothering or mm-hmm. outside of mothering. A little bit about you. Yeah, I have a lot of different interests. Um, my faith is a really important interest of mine. Uh, I just really enjoy being a part of a church and um, that's just a really important piece of who I am. I also really just love creating things. So I love to sew, I love to bake, I love to make cards. Uh, they do have to have a finite ending to them. I'm not, <laughs> not the scrapbooker that can keep going forever, but I do love those short creative projects. Um, I also just, I love the Olympics and I'm a big Disney fan. It truly is my happy place. So those are some of my passions and interests. Wonderful. Thank you for that. So I want you to pretend that you're talking to other moms, right? So other moms listening out there, you know, what do you want them to know? I would say that the thing that I would want them to know is that community is so important when you're the parent of a child with Tourette syndrome or any special need, that community is a place where you can get support and encouragement, but it really just helps you be a super confident mom and to be the best mom that you can be to your child. So I thought I'd share a few places that um, that have helped me in building community. So one of them is just within our family itself. I asked my son before I came here, what's the one thing that I do as your mom that helps you as a person living with Tourette syndrome? And he said, you know, you just make it okay to have it. And a huge compliment from him. But just making sure that our family is a place that he feels safe and comfortable. It's a place that he knows he can let all of his tics out when he gets home from school, mm-hmm. or he can talk to us about how his tics are making him feel. And so um, building community within our family means spending a lot of time together and figuring out what that is. So for us, we love to play games together. Um, we enjoy Disney together. Right, so right. that's a big bonding experience to traveling. Um, I've heard, too, that parenting uh, children with special needs, that um, there's a di- high divorce rate. And yeah. so spending time on our marriage is really important Absolutely. to us. Yeah. And so our um, church offers a marriage conference once a year. It's kind of like a tune-up, like you think about taking in a Absolutely. car. And so yeah. we do that, or we might read a book together on it, just to have those times where we're really building our family together so that we can be the best parents Absolutely. to our kids that we can be. So our family is one area. Um, like I mentioned, my faith is really important to me, and so our church community is important. Building relationships with our pastors, in particular building relationships with our children's pastor and yeah. the Sunday school director, his Sunday school teacher, has been really important just helping them understand what Tourette syndrome is and how they can best help him because as important as our faith is 
to us and in, in um, being a parent to a child with this diagnosis, it's important to him Absolutely. as well. Um, so we're um, building our community there. We also have a, a small group that we get together with, and ours happens to have other parents with children with special needs. And so it's just been a great place for us to get to share about um, the challenges that we have, but also to celebrate with each other when we do experience um, joys in, in our parenting journey. So that's been a really helpful place. Um, Building community with other moms is really important to me. Uh, I have a mom's group of girlfriends that we get together like once a month just to go out for dinner. And again, they have children with special needs, some of them, and um, some of them don't. But we're all there to just encourage and support one another in our journey as moms. And that's just been a really important routine for me. Mm -hmm. we, I just try to really block that out on the calendar and make that time for it. Can you say a little bit about that? Because I think that is so important, right? I'm sure there are so many things vying for your time. Yes. It would be easy for that time to be taken over. Yes. So this has something very intentional you're doing. Yes. I have to keep the why in mind, knowing that taking that time to be with other moms, to get that encouragement and support will help me be a better mom, a better wife, a better employee, all of those things um, if I spend that time with them. And so if I know that why, then it really helps me to block that out on my calendar. I think that's important, especially I think... Moms, we can have a tendency to be like, well, I don't want to be selfish, my right? And yes. so it's not selfish. It's no. for all these other people that we're taking care of ourselves. Yes. So that is a really big one. Another one that has been important to me is the online community. And I was part of a local Facebook group of moms for my area. And there was a post one time that another mom had put on there that she had a child with Tourette syndrome and I was able to message her. We ended up getting together at a park meeting in real life. Uh, her son was just a couple years older than mine so I was able to just ask her about what the challenges were that we might experience in the future. She was able to give me some resources in our local area, medical resources, uh, community resources that would help my child. And so it was just so amazing to build that online community. It turned into real life community. Uh, we also have various support organizations that are online. So we have an Iowa Tourette support group. And even though we've only done one thing in person with them, I just know that that's a place that I can go. If I have a question, I'm sure I can message any one of them and they would help me out. Uh, they've been a really big um, support in terms of just being there uh, available. Also, the Tourette's Association of America has been incredibly resourceful. They do these webinars every month, and I've just found as a mom, like, I can sit in my pajamas, I can watch it, and I can feel like I'm connected to people across the country, able to ask questions in their chat or hear what other parents are asking, and that's just been a really big encouragement from the online community for me. That's wonderful. Was your son able to meet then other kids with Tourette's, and how was that for him? So he was, he was able to meet the son of the, the mom that I had met online, and that was huge for him. Like, I think he felt really encouraged getting to meet, hey, there is someone else out there who's like me. There's a huge power in, in a me too. Yes. yes and <laughs> as both a mom and a child, I think. Yeah. And so for him to hear a kid say, I have Tourette too, it was just so um, empowering, I think, to him to know, like, hey, I can do this. Mm -hmm. 
you know, look at him. He's a couple years older and he's making it through school and he has difficulties just like I do and we're working on it. And so I think that that was just really encouraging for him to meet others too. Yeah. Well, thank you. I didn't mean to cut you off. Though. Did you have other? I don't know. There were there's yeah. a couple other areas of building community that have been important. One is just at a school, yes. uh, building relationships with people at school. I mean, it's where they're at such a big part of their day, and we have been so fortunate to have a very supportive school that has been wonderful to work with. He's had numerous teachers that have made the accommodations that he's needed, that have listened to him, that have worked with us, that have contacted me when there's been a difficulty, also celebrated with me when there's um, progress made in the classroom. They've been great to incorporate literature in the classroom about Tourette syndrome and to just allow the class to hear about it, you know, through a book, which is awesome because my son's a big reader. And so to have that be the medium for him was so important. I just loved how they saw that and used that for him. So that just building those relationships, also knowing who in the school, and sometimes it's not their primary teacher, but who those people are in school that are safe for him to talk to when I'm not there. And so, you know, he has... I think every kid loves their kindergarten teacher. Yes. <laughs> and so he loves his kindergarten teacher and just knows that she's someone that he can go to any time of the day. And if he needs support, that she's there for him. Our school secretary is amazing. Our guidance counselor, we've really worked with her on um, being able to help him, especially um, perfectionistic attitudes are really common with children yes. with Tourette. Yes. And so she's been able to help him develop strategies to handle stress uh, during especially test taking time is a time when there's a lot of ticks going on usually and so it's been just great to build relationships with those other people in the building uh, to support him in his journey too and then the last place that we've worked on building community is just in the medical community and with counselors in the area as well just knowing who to call because Tourette is interesting in that you can wake up one day and it's totally different than the day before. And so sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. And just having those resources, knowing what they are ahead of time, what's available in the community has helped me feel more confident as a mom because then I know, okay, you know, if this happens, then I can try to contact this person and see you know, what the next step might be. Right. So and I mean, on, on the issue of Tourette's, just because I'm more familiar with that, the medical community is so important because when you have a young developing child, sometimes it's not clear if something's a tick or a symptom of something else. Yes. And, and so a, a lot of sniffling ticks are thought to be allergies for a while, right? Yes. And things like that. So it, it's complicated. So I think that's really important that you have this comfortable relationship with the medical team. To understand, sometimes it's just a kid getting sick, and sometimes it's a tick. Sometimes it develops into a tick, and sometimes you just gotta wait and see. But it's hard to wait and see. So just knowing what those resources are in the meantime has been just incredibly encouraging to me. So wonderful. Thank you so much. So. You sound like you're doing great right now, and but I want to ask you, we ask everyone this, at this moment, how do you feel? Do you feel like you're swimming, drowning, treading water? Where do you feel like you're at? So I do feel like we are swimming at this point. Uh, like, I, If you do think about it like a pool, I would say I feel like we are 
we have jumped into the water. We are not like looking around, getting our bearings anymore. We know that we are heading, but we are heading into that deep end of the pool because with Tourette syndrome, things often get worse near the tween and teen years before they get better. And so we are in the shallow waters. But I would say that by building that community that we've got some of those flotation devices <laughs> right, in the water right. and we're learning some of those strokes and how to swim. And so we know that we're swimming right now, but we're heading to deeper waters. Yeah. But I think that, you know, because we've got the support, I feel really confident about where we're heading. Good, good. That's, that's really important. Um, sometimes you never know for an individual, but there are these tendencies with a certain condition, and you can try to prepare, right, and be as ready as possible for those. So that's mm-hmm. that's really a good point. So what is your self-care routine? How do you take care of yourself? Now, you've said some of this already, but is, are there other things? Well, I would first just say that is really difficult. I think any mom finds it difficult yes. to take care of themselves. <laughs> I think especially when you have a child with special needs, it can be extra difficult to find that time to take care of yourself, but it's maybe even more important. Right. So again, keeping that why in front of you is huge. Uh, for me, one of the um, changes for me in thinking about self-care, because my husband works a lot of hours, and so it is difficult for him to be there and to you know, watch the kids while I go do something. So finding ways that I can do self-care in a way that like he, I'm not always depending on him is important to be able to like sort of create it myself. And so uh, one of the books that I read that was really important was called The Fringe Hours by Jessica Turner. And she talks about how you can redeem little pockets of time throughout the day. There's so much time that we waste throughout the day. So she talks about using... Uh, waiting in the lobby uh, for a doctor's appointment or waiting in car line at school. Um, Those are times when we're sometimes just sitting there twiddling our thumbs, but they can really be redeemed for self-care. So I'd highly recommend that book to others. But something that I've done and and learned from her is to just keep note. I love writing is, you know, my love language. And so I love to send cards to other people. So just keeping cards in my purse to be able to write those to other people. I just love doing that and keeping a book. I like to read. So being able to have, you know, a book downloaded on my phone or one in my purse has really helped me to be prepared for those times because I think something that helps me with self-care too is having a plan for it because when I don't have a plan I'll waste it so uh, like I said just keeping those things nearby that will help me to take care of myself are really important and then when I do get those big pockets of times like if my husband is able to you know take the kids for an afternoon He's taking them camping this weekend, so I have a whole weekend. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, (laughs) But when he does have those bigger pockets of time where they're away, just making sure that I have a plan to really maybe accomplish some of those bigger projects that do take more focused energy. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to working on some craft projects later today. That's wonderful. And enjoy the beautiful weather, too. (laughs) So... We found, um, as I talked to other moms, a lot of us agree, the only way to get through some of this is laughing, because if yes. you're not laughing, you might be crying. Yes. So we're just, do you have a most laughable moment you'd like to share with us? I don't know if I have like a super laughable moment, yeah. but I would say that having the freedom to express humor with Tourette syndrome has been huge for us. 
one of the most helpful things was watching one of those webinars from the Tourette Association, and Kathy Giordano, who is on it, wonderful. she yeah. talked about one of her sons had this hair flipping tick, and I think they called it like the fair faucet tick. <laughs> and it was definitely something, they were definitely laughing with their son, and so we have tried to find those moments when we can just incorporate those little moments of humor into his diagnosis. So for us... And this was at my son's direction, totally. But he has a humming tick. And he's a big Star Wars fan. And so he has dubbed these his R2-D2 noises. <laughs> and so anytime that, you know, we hear that humming tick come back, it's one of his primary ticks. So it comes around a few times a year. Right. We're like, oh, R2-D2 is back. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. we can just chuckle about it. And it's a great way to just lighten the mood with, right. with this. I think it can feel really heavy at times. And so just having humor be able to lighten things has been really helpful. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Sure. Really appreciate it. I'm glad I could. Thank you. You have been listening to Just Ask Mom, recorded and copyrighted in March 2017 by Mothers on the Frontline. Today's podcast host was Tammy Knighton. The music is Old English, written, performed, and recorded by Flame Emoji. For more podcasts and this and other series relating to children's mental health, go to mothersonthefrontline.com.